we got a second episode all in one week because this is an episode that we call on healthy church we've been doing this through the summer it's not really summer anymore it still kind of is but we're shifting Uh, but we have two points left in the on healthy church so you get two Mm. podcasts this week Um, I'm Cody I'm Aaron and I'm Rob and this week we are talking about the eighth mark of a healthy church uh, based on the nine marks of a healthy church the book by Mark Dever Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, for this one we are talking about the biblical practice and understanding of prayer if your church has that it's probably going to be healthy we've Mm -hmm. started out each one uh, with a little bit of a definition Um, what is a biblical practice of prayer Uh, it is talking to God talking to God that's simple you talking, God listening, God talking, you listening. Mm. That's that's what a biblical, uh, you know, definition of prayer is. Let's tease that if out. We, a you want to tease it out Let's a little bit? Here's a, a couple of sentences from the book. Because it can't be just that easy. A couple of sentences from the book. It says, although many definitions of prayer could be given, I will simply say that prayer is talking to God. This talking can be in song or in writing. It can be unspoken thought. And according to Romans 8, it might even at times be something difficult to put into words. But typically in the Bible, prayer is talking. It's communicating to God the things on our heart. But prayer is also uh, maybe a little bit like theologically, right? We pray, as he mentions in Romans 8, we pray in the spirit. Mm -hmm. But maybe a funny thing, uh, people say at the end, it's kind of common to say, um, in Jesus' name, amen, right? Like mm-hmm. we have this little tagline at the end as if that, now I know God's going to hear my prayer because I said in Jesus' name. It's a special secret incantation. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not. If you miss that, that little caboose at the end, it's really just a thing reminding us that prayer, which is accessing God, communicating to God, is only done through the mediation of Jesus. So right. Jesus mediates our prayers and the Spirit leads us in our prayers uh, and we pray to the father, right? So we pray to the father through the son in the power of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in regard to answering that it's talking to God, well, there's a lot of people who think they're talking to God <laughs> and they yeah. would even use the word prayer. Yeah. But Christian prayer, which leads maybe to the next question here about the, in the book, at least, is does prayer work? How do I know God answers my prayers? How do I know he hears me? Well, first and foremost, you need to be praying to the right God. And you pray <laughs> to the Father, through the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And right. that being sort of like a theological understanding of why we, um, or how we pray, and what prayer is, right? Yeah. Talking to the triune God. Yeah. Um, and it is a huge topic of prayer. We've talked about prayer on the podcast many times because mm-hmm. uh, we preached on it. You're welcome to go listen to one of those. This this talk is more focused on how prayer functions within our local church context, in our worship services, in our gatherings mm-hmm. of different sizes, less so on our personal practice of prayer. Sure. Which, yeah, but this, so that's kind of the focus of yeah. this. Of this discussion. Yeah. How do Corporate we, prayer. In the life of the congregation. Yeah, yeah. Right. But even at the same time, and I think the the book has a, a point to that, is that like our prayer that we experience corporately in, you know, our church gatherings, they always flow out 
of our individual practices of prayer sure. as well. Yeah. You know, so it's important to have both of those mm-hmm. going strong. Yeah, but you can't. It's not a either or both and right. Like we yeah. want to do corporate prayer, but again, this book is about building healthy churches, maintaining healthy churches, or um, identifying this is a healthy church sure, yeah. by these sort of practices. And this is a new mark for the book. That's something I've been saying as we go through, like giving a little definition. This was not one of the original nine. This was added in in the recent fourth edition of this book, along with the last uh, mark, which is going to be on missions. But this was added in because after many people coming and saying, what in the world, how can you talk about having a healthy church and not talk about corporate prayer? <laughs> and and I, I've heard him talk about it, and his thought was, well, even unhealthy churches pray. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not one of those things that's like, in his time when he initially wrote it, when membership was going out, expositional preaching was going out, no, no one would argue prayer should be a part of that. Mm -hmm. But how I preach and the way that I preach, or if we do membership or not membership, or do we do discipline or do we not do discipline? um, Or or do we have a plurality of elders or are we more of a CEO model? Those were the things that were being argued in his day. And even still today, most people don't argue that prayer is an essential part of having a healthy Mm -hmm. church. Um, In fact, people who are not Christians, who are from other faiths or no faith, probably still say that they pray from time to time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, meditate or whatever, however they want to put it. Right. So that's something that's sort of strange as a practice that is, you know, is is kind of widespread. Yeah. Even amongst people who would say they're not theists, probably say something that they do is Mm. quote unquote prayer. But again, I think you're right to define our idea of what prayer is sure. versus versus other ideas. But it's one of our values, mm-hmm. uh, prayer. In, uh, if you go on our website, we have six values. We value God's word. We believe in the inerrancy of scripture. But then our second value is we value prayer, um, which is kind of funny because I think if you came into our church, most people would say, oh, yeah, these people value the Bible. They teach from the Bible. They value fellowship, relationships, look at the community here, uh, worship, service, um, mission and prayer, which are the next two things, are probably the two things that we as a church could grow in in regard to our culture yeah. and the things that just like not just are known but are felt by our congregation where yeah. they walk in and they say, yes, like prayer is an essential aspect of our gatherings of the corporate life here. It's in our life groups. It's an essential part of that. Um, and I, I think that's not a battle just for our church though. I think it's a battle of all churches. It's difficult. You have a limited amount of time. Uh, attention spans are decreasing. Um, (laughs) prayer is a challenge. You know, it, it it just is for many people. Well, and people Uh, feel awkward public speaking in general. So if you ask me to pray out loud in a small group, I'm going to feel awkward and I'm probably going to not do it. If anyone else is willing to volunteer within a few minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to stay quiet. Yeah. 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 And, and even just like sitting there listening to somebody else pray for a while can be awkward, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, prayer and yeah. And, and in a culture where we like abhor awkwardness, then prayer is definitely going to be one of those things that's a struggle for people. Yeah. Um, and yet at the same time, 
it's one of the greatest treasures of our Christian faith in this life, that we <laughs> have access to God through Christ in prayer right now, mm-hmm. and that he hears us and answers our prayers, which is really amazing. It's, it's amazing to think like we have that ability to access God, which maybe to some degree gives guilt for the Christian because they think, like I was saying earlier, we've got this like bank account full of amazing treasure and riches, and yet we never go to the bank and use it. And we live impoverished spiritual lives because we're not tapping into this great power in prayer. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, I, all this has been somewhat of a downer so far, but I would say I'm encouraged because I know so many people are people of prayer in our church. So even if there's not corporate opportunities for prayer a lot, I know that our congregation corporately prays together. Um, and, and I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I know that there's a lot of older ladies in our church that pray for all of us <laughs> and pray for us. And we wouldn't yeah. be where we are today without their prayers. And uh, we appreciate them. Yeah, and I, I think we still have a healthy amount of corporate prayer happening throughout the week in different capacity. On, in our worship services, obviously, we always open our service with scripture, with prayer. It's spontaneous usually. Mm-hmm. In fact, all of our prayers are generally spontaneous, which this is a little discussion we can have a little later in the podcast. But um, And then, you know, obviously in the sermon, prior to the sermon, and then in the communion meditation, which many churches don't participate in communion on a weekly basis, gives us another opportunity to meditate, reflect, and pray. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we have a good emphasis, but, and then uh, we do have a, you know, a weekly prayer gathering before the service, but of course it's early in the morning and it's difficult for many to participate in that. But anyways, I think that we have room to grow, but we we have a lot to be uh, thankful for. God's gracious to us. A lot of our people do participate. Our men's and women's, like our men's gathering, at the end of each gathering, we have small group prayer with guys and the ladies do too. I find those to be really wonderful times of prayer in our church. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's not like it's not like we need to be all, uh, you know, to bashing ourselves or whatever. I think we could grow, but I think we do we do we do well, but we could do better. Like mm-hmm. like all these marks, really. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we he has a question in here that I feel like is a little bit um, interesting. After the question, "What is prayer?" Um, it's talking to God. But the next question is, "Does prayer work?" <laughs> and this is the hard one because I think. It, we pray oftentimes expecting God to have a particular answer. Uh, I'm praying for a job opportunity over here that I'm applying for. I didn't get it. Dang it. God didn't answer my prayer because I really right. wanted I really wanted that job. And so we think, and yet at the same time going, cool, that's an answer to prayer. God didn't, there's another job that God wants for me. And right. so anyway, we often get upset or discouraged in prayer because God doesn't answer our prayers in accordance to our will. And that can be, again, discouraged and make people wonder, does prayer even work? Um, And so that, I don't know, he brings up some things in there. I don't know if you guys had anything sort of stick out um, from that section about uh, the effectiveness, I guess you could say, of prayer. Um, Yeah, I mean, God does answer 
every prayer. He just may not answer them in the way that we would like. That's kind of what you're saying, I think, initially, right? Um, it's, well, if you are a Christian. As Christians, he says this in the middle of 233, but I think it's, it's yeah, as Christians, we could be sure of our wise Heavenly Father's lovingly hearing our prayers. He hears them. He answers them. Um, yes, no, or, or not yet is an often mm-hmm. a way that people might characterize how God answers prayer. And we see this all throughout scripture. He highlights the apostle Paul's, uh, you know, difficulty with his, whatever ailment he was facing, that he was praying consistently to God and God eventually gave him an answer, but not the one that he wanted necessarily, but through it, it, he was, he was blessed by it. Right. We read about this, um, in what is it? Second Corinthians, right? Um, where he talks about the, yeah, Second Corinthians twelve, where he talks about this this thorn in the flesh that he has, mm-hmm. and of course the answer that he eventually comes to. God explains to Paul that His grace is sufficient for him; that uh, mm-hmm. His power is made perfect in Paul's weakness. Um, and so that's of course one that's encouraging. In fact, as we've been reading through the bruised reed, that's something that kind of came to light that God at times will allow us to be bruised in order to, to, to build us back up, to mm. teach us something about himself. But the ultimate conclusion of this in both cases of God, you know, not answering the prayer the way we would want it to, in this case, Paul's uh, difficulty, um, God refused the request, right? But through both, through this prayer, God was made known. And so, mm. yeah, when it comes to does prayer work, it, it works, but maybe not in the way we would want, we would want, we're, especially now we're in a culture where, uh, where we kind of, you know, everything is the way we want it, you know, and everything is on demand and we, we have this consumer mentality and we sort of take that into prayer. Mm-hmm. Like we make the request and God serves us and gives us what we ask. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way, that's not the way it works at all. Um, I think it's like in the Lord's prayer, right? You let your requests be made known to God is what Jesus essentially, that's obviously in Philippians. But in his prayer, he's asking, su- making supplications to God, but then essentially says, but not my will, your, your will on earth as it is in heaven, right. not, not yeah. mine. And I think that's the point is you let your requests and your suppl- supplications be known, your thanksgivings. And then, but then at the end of the day, surrender that, hey, your will, your answer in prayer is ultimately what I want and really the experience of God. Like it's talking to God and talking to God isn't always asking God for things, but just asking God for more of God. Like I don't hang out with my wife and talk to her always to get her to do something, you know, and she doesn't do the same. It's just Mm. to get to know her yeah, and to hear from her. And hopefully she feels the same way about me. Hint, hint. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But we're talking about corporate prayer here, right? So some of the things in this, another question, how to pray together as a local church. So we've done different things here um, several years ago before COVID killed it. Um, We had a a prayer meeting that met once a month on a Sunday evening, and it was great for a while. It had some weeks with great attendance, some like every church with a prayer meeting. It's got not so great attendance, Um, but it was a wonderful time for those who came out. We prayed about um, things that were happening and upcoming and things that had just happened. Um, but it was great to, to pray with, with people. Um, obviously prayer is a part of our, our life groups and our men's and women's gatherings and things like that. Like at the men's huddles, 
every time at the end we break off into smaller groups, groups of four, and we pray for one another. Yeah. Um, so those are always great times as well. We've um, had a worship night this last, when do we do that in the fall? Last, oh, I guess a year ago. Mm-hmm. So did we, we do it in that, the spring? Maybe it was in the spring. I, it was I, can't, time. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're hoping to do more of those. Those are more focused on praying through song, which is still prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we could incorporate some additional small group prayer aspects to it. Um, that might be something to think about, but yeah, there's definitely ways that we do it, but ultimately it does come out of our individual devotion to God, our individual time and in prayer with God and, and our corporate, uh, you know, times mm-hmm. of prayer is an outflowing of that. One of the things we do here, we have a prayer team. And so, um, like right now there was a, there's a couple in our church, um, who are on a mission trip and she emailed me last week, um, just basically giving me an update of what they're going to do and asking for prayer. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to add you to the prayer team. And so uh, I sent that over to Melody, and um, Melody added them to that prayer team um, to pray for them while they're gone. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's one way the church continues to pray for one another is through that when people are willing to let, you know, others pray for them. Um, yeah. but one of the things he brings up here, I think are really, impo- is really important. It's just a reality. He says some of our practices in prayer as a congregation, right. Will vary over time. So like, I was just talking about this Sunday night gathering we used to have for that season. It was great. Like it worked really well, but then I could tell that the season of that, and again, COVID killed it, but the season of that kind of came to an end. Hmm. And now there's like, maybe there's some other opportunity that would best bring the congregation to to pray in in a different way you know so the model may shift a little bit or the the means by which we create that opportunity but the practice itself doesn't change but maybe the uh applications at different times Hmm. Um, but it's going to vary over time sometimes uh, like he mentions 2001 the 9 11 attacks like man everybody was just like hunkered down in prayer (laughs) because <laughs> it was the moment, you know, it was the moment precipitated the prayer and fasting. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, th- when things are out of control, that's what happens, you know, and, and, uh, or when there's like big changes taking place, you call on the people for prayer, more prayer. And, you know, there's just seasons like that, that change. So anyway, I, I appreciated that he mentioned that in that book or in the book, in the chapter. Yeah. Um, and I think vary. we could all probably attest to different times and seasons in our lives where we've spent much more time in prayer corporately and individually. And then other times when we had less, I mean, that's just the nature of life. Mm-hmm. Like things kind of ebb and flow. And I think, yeah, the conclusion there is exactly how we do that can look different. But the fact that we still press in to spend time with God is, is the point. So we need to be doing that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and the next thing you mentions though is like verbiage in prayer or certain words like you just mentioned in Jesus name is a phrase I pretty much close every prayer that way um but I but for good reason like you just explained I think it's good what are some other ones um for corporate what he mentions here is that when we pray corporately obviously we use corporate pronouns we our mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we we also think about that in our worship songs as well 
that's um, not that it's wrong to just mention yourself for a moment, but if you're praying in front of a congregation, especially, you don't want to do it in such a way that they're just sort of peeking into your personal prayers. It's This is a corporate, we are all joining together in prayer and praying as, you know, as the body together. Mm-hmm. So that's an important thing. Any other like verbiage that you can think about that, um, mm. that we often use in prayer that might need some explanation or that you think is important to include in mm. prayers? I just, I just, again, how do we define prayer? Prayer is talking to God, right? And it is funny how people pray. They don't pray as if they're just talking to God. They repeat words like Father, God, Father, Lord, Lord. Father, Lord, God, (laughs) Jesus, Lord, Father, God. Like they just say all these words. And Mm. obviously like you don't say that, you know, Father, when you died on the cross for our sins, because he didn't do that. Um, Jesus did. But those kinds of things. But my point is, is maybe as you're learning to pray even personally, but especially like in public prayer, is thinking about those repeated words because again you're modeling talking to god and to the people who are listening and so like if i was talking to you rob i wouldn't go you know rob how was your day rob this is what i did rob this what and just repeat your name over and (laughs) over and over again because that would be weird communication yeah yeah um so i think some that's why sometimes it's good if someone's doing public prayer to write it out because then they know they're not gonna they're just gonna read the prayer and yeah. some would say, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's horrible. Where's the Holy Spirit going to lead? I don't, the Holy Spirit led when you wrote the prayer out. Yeah. Um, the Apostle Paul wrote many prayers. Yes, he did. <laughs> Are those not Holy Spirit felt? <laughs> filled? Uh, the whole with... book of Psalms is yeah. prayers, basically. Yeah. Prayers sung. It's funny, though, at the same time, like, I think it just kind of underscores that prayer is a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, someone who habitually says Father God at the end of every sentence, you know, like, they're still praying effectively. Oh yeah. Oh, it's sure. just kind of funny. Well, and even like the writing out the prayers analogy, it would be all it'd be equally weird if you walked up to Rob with a piece of paper and went, yeah. "Hello Rob, how was your day? Yes. I wanted to thank you for <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right." You know what I mean? So like all of it's like odd. Um yeah. and that's why I think it is, you know, an important thing that we're praying on our own mm-hmm. um before we get to church, you know, because that does feed into your prayer practice. Um, as mm. a as a group of people together, um, if it's more natural because you've been doing it, you know, right? Yeah, I, I, I visited when I was in Chicago. I visited a church, and man, they had a moment of public. What they called is basically in their liturgy, fancy word for their order of service, but the structure of their service communicates things. And anyway, we're not going to talk about what liturgy is, but anyway, in their liturgy, they had a section on corporate prayer. And so what this church did in their practice for corporate prayer in their worship gatherings was they would invite a couple up. Um, like I went two weeks in a row. The first week was a mother and her daughter and they walked up. There were two microphones and they just switched one would pray for something like uh the sermon they would one would pray for the sermon that morning and then the the daughter prayed for like a missionary that was being sent out that day and then the mother prayed for uh an outreach that the church was going to do and then the daughter prayed for and they just went back and forth for 
four or five minutes. I mean, it was like <laughs> a good, decent amount of time. Hmm. The next week, one of the elders or pastors and his wife got up there, did the same thing, and they prayed for uh, their community. They prayed for the local government. They prayed for all of these subjects, right? But it was all written out. And it was, a part of me felt like these are both of them were great prayers, the mother and daughter, and then, of course, the pastor and his wife the next week. But it kind of felt like this battle of who can write the better prayer. You know hmm. what I mean? It was like, who can... Like a rap battle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a rap battle. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah? <laughs> Dear God. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, w- some people are just better huh. writers or something. You know what I mean? But I don't know. That was just the way it kind of came across to me. Like, what is the... the uh, what do they call that in between the lines, the subtext, the subtext of what's happening here. What's Hmm. the thing that's being communicated that you don't intend to be communicating. Um, But anyway, the, the written out prayers, but I think it's ultimately in the the way they're doing it, it was, it was good because they were making sure that they're praying for all of these subjects and they Mm -hmm. rotate through monthly here's some subjects that we're going to be praying for on a sunday morning yeah we're going to be praying for our local officials we're going to be praying for the church down the street we're going to be praying for our missionary that's in rwanda right now we're going to be praying you know what i mean yeah and it was uh they were intentional intentional about making sure they were praying for all of these subjects right and i i was encouraged by it challenged by it um and i think that's where we come from when we say this probably one that should be a priority for us to work on, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff in our podcast we've gone over. We're just like, yeah, we agree with that. And we're doing that. And cool. <laughs> and we want to get, and it's funny. It. Cause this one's like the most obvious, like, like you said, almost no churches disagree that prayer should right. be a yeah. major part, you know, right. and no, almost no church or even individual Christian would disagree that we all need to grow in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I love it when we pray for other churches in like Canby yeah. and the surrounding communities. I love that, um, but we haven't done that in a little while. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another thing to keep in mind with like th- verbiage and things to include in prayers is like, what are we praying for? He goes into some detail about that, but yeah, I think that is, and also just making sure that the words we're using, the references we're putting out there are easily understood for most people. I mean, there's going to be things that you might say that someone who's never been in a church will, will be confused about, but being mindful of not using jargon, you know, in prayers and mm-hmm. well, and that goes for preaching and teaching and all that, unless you define your terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's just another thing to think. Also, he mentions closing prayers with amen, um, because as a pastor, or elder, whoever, one of the one of the congregants is, is praying over a church, you're you're corporately praying together. But at the end of that, it's a way to affirm that you are, you are, you know, participating agreement. agreement, Right. Amen. Just means I agree. I agree. This is true. I agree. Yeah. Um, so that's why we say that, Mm -hmm. um, which you you may or may not be aware of. Cause sometimes I mean, you'll just, Oh, this is what you say. At, amen. At the end. I don't know what it means. I mean, my yeah. daughter, she says she yells amen at the end of each prayer has, <laughs> she has no idea what she's saying. Or even, awesome. even when you're not done yet. <laughs> exactly. Amen. Wow. Dad, Dummy. this is taking forever. <laughs> amen. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But uh, speaking of prayer being weird, I've, I've talked about, uh, I'm throwing Cody on the bus under the bus right now. That's Cause fine. I've talked about 
like maybe on one of our other podcasts, like we should open with prayer. And Cody's like, no, nah, that's weird. It's weird <laughs> to record a prayer. It, I, it is weird to record a prayer. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know why necessarily. Yeah, how is it different than written prayers? Though? Or how is it different know. than, well, yeah, it, like this, I mean, but it's also weird to go back and watch a sermon from I, th- I think maybe because it, it feels like we are making this for other people to listen to. This you prayer. know what I mean? Like when we're in the worship service, yeah. Like there's an element of preparation, but we are doing the worship service for God right now. Like we're yeah. there. Like there's an element of preparation. I know someone else is listening. I'm going to do some teaching, but ultimately, all of this is worship to God. This is not like a worship service. This is yeah. like we're making something for other people to consume, and so it feels like I don't know the weird. I think the weird part for me, the part that makes me go Ugh, is like, well, then I just recorded something somewhat for entertainment value mm. and i put in something like really personal with god in it and then like yeah. distributed it i mean and it just feels odd but it's like it's not this is more than honestly it's not entertainment i mean this is entertaining for you <laughs> simply entertaining there are, there are other entertaining things this yeah is, i mean yeah that was probably likely this isn't very see, entertaining yeah, t- at all I for totally, anyone well but that that <laughs> issue that issue came up during covid when we were locked you know locked down when we were uh online and we were we were pre-recording our services yeah. we were recording on thursday much like we do on our sunday or our podcast where we record a podcast it drops later on but um we were recording thursdays they were airing live on sundays so we were recording as if it was sunday yeah and i remember <laughs> one of our this guy uh in the church it was like two months later i went over to his house and i was just chatting with him and he was saying something about it being live or whatever and i'm like dude we don't do that live we record that on thursday he, and he was fully convinced like he had he had no <laughs> idea that we were pre-recording it you know and it's it was edited i know that's what like was the best the part was cuts. you can see the transitions <laughs> like and but he was describing so i knew he was watching yeah because that would be the inclination was dude you're not even watching you know right but he was watching and he would talk about some things but i don't know cody you were doing a good job of video editing great mixing we had some crew back there or something but i I remember live edit really well if you you know what you're doing well but what i mean is like (laughs) what i mean is you could see like people are there and then all of a sudden, just one person's there. Yeah, with like yeah, yeah. Not enough time for everyone to leave. Uh, in you the know same I mean? spot. Like it just sure, cuts. Sure, Boom. Sure. Yeah. The but, but whatever. It doesn't matter. But the point was, I remember <laughs> there was funny. one. It was hard for some. I mean, it was I? I hated every second of it. Yeah. Um, just talking straight to a camera. But and others. The, but some of it's that same thing, like the podcast part, right? Like you're worshiping, but you're like kind of you're recording. Yeah, yeah. A thing. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just like all of it's weird. Like most people are listening to this when they're like doing their dishes or something and it's <laughs> like we're praying. It, it does feel a little strange. I agree. Do sh- when I listen to a sermon online, like, uh, you know, sermon audio or something like that, yeah. and, uh, you know, I listen to the sermon, as soon as he starts praying, I cut it off. Because I can't, I can't <laughs> You're listen like, to oh, it. like, oh, the yeah. sermon's done. No, the I'm sermon's done. <laughs> like uh, the prayer is, uh, I don't know, for some reason it's just kind of, yeah, I just realized I do that. And that's funny that I do that. But my my point I was saying is there were some on the worship team that struggled leading yeah. worship right. knowing, A, there's no one in the room, but B, 
there's not even going to be anybody watching this for three or four more days. Mm-hmm. And then we had some people come in and do like a public prayer. And they were like, I'm supposed to be praying right now, but I know this prayer is not going to be heard for four more days yeah. or three more days or whatever. And there were some people who just struggled with that in their gut, you know? And it was like, you know, it was it was just a weird yeah. season but ultimately it's not that weird it's not we can pray we, get we can pray ourselves. on here something because i mean if if i pray a prayer on a tuesday and someone else listens to it and agrees in prayer on a thursday it's not like god's like was that tuesday's prayer <laughs> like i'm not listening to this dude you know it's like oh someone else you know also is feeling this and connecting with me god yeah. i don't know if god thinks that way but yeah. No, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. that's a, you know, not to speak for God, but it's just another person praying with their heart focused on me as God, like that'd be cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like God's not mad that like we're also doing that on Tuesday and recording it or whatever. Yeah. We should just do a whole podcast just praying, just praying. Just pr- <laughs> did the the prayer podcast. We'll just <laughs> <laughs> you can do funny. it <laughs> just by myself for one hour do it i won't listen to prayers. it but no you won't no <laughs> one will because i think it would be sort of you strange. know what actually is the most ironic about that i often use i've mentioned it before the praise you go app which is literally like you put your headphones in you chill out and it like reads scripture and like like gives you prompts on what to pray for but it that prays. sounds really cool it prays and it closes in prayer and stuff <laughs> <laughs> and I do that like myself, but I'm like, I'm not doing that for other people. Well, one of the things <laughs> they'd hate it. <laughs> the, one of the things about prayer and I, this helps me because I think one of the things about prayer, why it's difficult is not just because we feel like sometimes our prayers aren't answered and therefore aren't effective. And then contextually, sometimes it can feel weird because we're just talking to someone who's not there in the room right in front of us. Um, but sometimes we just don't know what to pray and you hear some people, they pray and you can tell they're talking to God, but they have nothing to talk to him about. It's kind of like people say when they've hit like their 10 year mark in marriage, like we've had all the conversations we can have and now. So we just sit there and watch TV shows. Um, (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) I've heard it before. Personal Uh, experience or no, no, Michelle and I talk. A lot. How many? How many years have you been married? We'll hit twelve here in uh, like a little less than a month. Twelve oh. years. Um, but mm-hmm. on on our website, our description says because it goes from God's word to prayer um, as our values. But it says just as we hear from God through His word, we desire to speak His word back to Him in prayer. And so, uh, just as an encouragement for prayer is. Not only the moment should inspire our prayer, but also the things that God is communicating to us in his word, using that as a launching pad or maybe uh, a focus for our prayer when we speak back to him, um, the things that we are learning about him. Um, So using his speech to us to inform our speech back to him. And that's really what the Psalms are, right? They're just Mm -hmm. the law, uh, the Old Testament history. There's all these things and the doctrines about God communicated back to God in, in song and corporate worship and song. And so I think that's a, maybe a good helpful encouragement as well. I know that when I'm 
about to get into my sermon because I already know what I'm thinking about and going to get into. I know oftentimes my prayers before and after my sermon are very influenced by the passage that I'm in. And I think that's probably the, the thing, the appropriate way to approach prayer is letting God's word guide your uh, focus and, and uh, posture in prayer and things like that. So one thing we haven't really touched on, and I know there are a number of people uh, in our church from other denominational backgrounds, mm. um, but the kind of more liturgical style, uh, you know, call and response prayers or prayers written down that everyone says together, uh, we don't do that here. Is there a reason why? How do we feel about that? More. I mean, I'll throw out right away, like, there's not really a specific reason why we're opposed to that. No, we, we just not, yeah. we just happen to not do it. Um, but what what are, what are your guys' thoughts, or do you guys have experience with that, and did you find it helpful? Um, I mean, yeah, I f- I feel like it can be helpful. Sometimes it can just come across to me, having not grown up in a liturgical church, having not grown up in church at all, and then when I got saved, I went to a very what they call low liturgical church um low church seeker low friendly. church yeah <laughs> and so they wouldn't have had anything like that and seeker so, friendly is a dirty word I for know. me it Don't comes across <laughs> it, it comes across ritualistic um and rituals can be good but it's just sometimes was a learned practice so it has to be done in the right way um but yeah i'm not like at all like i was saying yeah. this other this church i went to i felt like that's what they were doing um, a written out prayer, definitely a little bit more high litur- liturgical than we would be here. And I found benefit in it, but I'm also like a pastor and been at a church now for a while. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think it depends on your discipleship and training and things like that and what your sort of expectations are. But I think it can be beneficial, you know, especially when you teach people why you're doing what you're doing and the way you're doing it, then it can be helpful. Yeah. I mean, I think even in our communion meditations, there is some, some parallels that you'll see as the pastors and elders, as they give some thoughts, bridge between the sermon and the actual communion and then pray. There's some things that we repeat from time to time repeating first Corinthians 11, uh, passage a bit, you know, mostly from memory, things like mm-hmm. that. When I was the church I was at before, we would do uh, a call and response. We have a specific time of repentance, prayer of repentance, um, which is an element that I think we ought to What include. would the response look like? Uh, it, it was, if you look in any hymn, like the hymn that we have that in this church, so we, I guess was used at the one hymnal, point. the hymnal, sorry. Yeah. The hymnal in the back, they have call and response where it's usually based on scripture mm-hmm. and it's, you know, the uh, pastor elder or worship leader will read. And then on the screen, you'll, you'll read back a response. I don't, I couldn't quite say from the top of my head what that looked like. It was usually pretty short and it was like in agreement and it was usually scriptural. Sure. Um, also we would do the uh, apostles creed. Um, is something we've done before. Even at the young adults ministry, we learned, we memorized the 10 commandments together when we went through the Decalogue, when we uh-huh. taught through Moses or thought through Exodus, we actually, um, would like stand and we, we read it like before we did the sermon for mm. a few weeks to help everyone try to memorize it. So we did that. We also handed out the 10 commandments and we, you know, on like a handout so people can He's learn it. So law. So yeah. those are a few Rob things. Is so yeah. law. Well, I think we should do like 
we should do a uh, call and response for confession. Mm. And it would just be a prayer. You'd say, God, forgive us when we sin, such as, and then list sins with a a brief pause in between each sin where people can say, I did that. (laughs) Just yell out. get all the way through all the confession of all sins. Or we just leave a blank and have everyone (laughs) yell out their sins. At the same time. Like over top one another. (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, we did it in a general way. Because you know in your head, you know the things that you need to ask for forgiveness for. And so like even in communion meditation, I'll say it often when I'm praying for the communion meditation, Lord, forgive us for, you know, being doing this doing that or whatever way you know you know like i'll do that sort of things i think that's important to include in our corporate prayers as we should include it in our private prayers um which right now are kind of our biggest times of prayer are in our life groups like mm -hmm. every life group has a time of prayer Mm -hmm. um then there's the ones spoken by a person that you agree with in church uh and then there's the sunday morning prayer group what time does that meet rob it means at 8 8 a.m 8 a.m. Yeah, which is pretty dang early on a Sunday, but um, you're more than welcome to come. We would love to have Mm -hmm. you. There's only a few of us at the moment. Um, But, yeah, even if you're not plant, if you're, like, concerned that you would have to pray aloud, you don't need to. You can sit and just listen and participate that way. Um, But, yeah, we'd love to have some more people, and I think we ought to... You know, we'll have some events like coming up where worship nights and we'll try to work in some some prayer, longer extended public prayer times, mm-hmm. I think is something we, we ought to shoot for. But mm-hmm. but, yeah, I feel <clears throat> I feel pretty good. I, I, I've i really enjoyed the times of <laughs> prayers that I've had with the people in our <laughs> church. I'm glad good. you feel good. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel I feel good about the good. Sunday morning, like the Sunday morning oh, prayer. OK is <laughs> I wasn't is sure kind of wonderful. About. But I didn't know we were counseling. I right wish. <laughs> yeah, guys, I really feel no, I mean, it's 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 a fun time. Like, and I'm sort of I, a part of me is just kind of bummed that not more people participate. But I get why. It's super early. There's really no other good time for us to do it on a weekly basis, unless I did it like Sunday evening or after service. Yeah, or yeah. Something. And so, often people who would participate are volunteers who have yeah, stuff to do on eight. Yeah. True, true. So yeah. no hard feelings. Wait, Aaron, you want to close us in prayer? <laughs> do it. Do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You really want me to do that? No, yeah, that was good. That was good. Ended with the amen. Thank you for listening to this On Sunday episode of the Canby Christian Church podcast. For more information about Canby Christian Church and its ministries, visit canbychristian.org.